that led me to consider anew my employer's kindly meant suggestion. But let me explain further. The fact is, over the past few months, I have been responsible for a series of small errors in the carrying out of my duties. I should say that these errors have all been, without exception, quite trivial in themselves. Nevertheless, I think you will understand that to one not accustomed to committing such errors, this development was rather disturbing, and I did in fact begin to entertain all sorts of alarmist theories as to their cause. As so often occurs in these situations, I had become blind to the obvious. That is, until my pondering over the implications of Miss Kenton's letter finally opened my eyes to the simple truth, that these small errors of recent months have derived from nothing more sinister than a faulty staff plan. It is, of course, the responsibility of every butler to devote his utmost care in the devising of a staff plan. Who knows how many quarrels, false accusations, unnecessary dismissals, how many promising careers cut short can be attributed to a butler's slovenliness at the stage of drawing up the staff plan. Indeed, I can say I am in agreement with those who say that the ability to draw up a good staff plan is the cornerstone of any decent butler's skills. I have myself devised many staff plans over the years, and I do not believe I am being unduly boastful if I say that very few ever needed amendment. And if in the present case the staff plan is at fault, blame can be laid at no one's door but my own. At the same time, it is only fair to point out that my task in this instance had been of an unusually difficult order. What had occurred was this. Once the transactions were over, transactions which had taken this house out of the hands of the Darlington family after two centuries, Mr. Faraday let it be known that he would not be taking up immediate residence here, but would spend a further four months concluding matters in the United States. In the meantime, however, he was most keen that the staff of his predecessor, a staff of which he had heard high praise, be retained at Darlington Hall. This staff he referred to was, of course, nothing more than the skeleton team of six kept on by Lord Darlington's relatives to administer to the house up to and throughout the transactions. And I regret to report that once the purchase had been completed, there was little I could do for Mr. Faraday to prevent all but Mrs. Clements leaving for other employment. When I wrote to my new employer conveying my regrets at the situation, I received by reply from America instructions to recruit a new staff worthy of a grand old English house. I immediately set about trying to fulfil Mr. Faraday's wishes, but, as you know, finding recruits of a satisfactory standard is no easy task nowadays, and although I was pleased to hire Rosemary and Agnes on Mrs. Clements's recommendation, I had got no further by the time I came to have my first business meeting with Mr. Faraday during the short preliminary visit he made to our shores in the spring of last year. It was on that occasion, in the strangely bare study of Darlington Hall, that Mr. Faraday shook my hand for the first time, but by then we were hardly strangers to each other. Quite aside from the matter of the staff, my new employer in several other instances had had occasion to call upon such qualities as it may be my good fortune to possess, and found them to be, I would venture, dependable. So it was, I assume, that he felt immediately able to talk to me in a businesslike and trusting way, and by the end of our meeting 
he had left me with the administration of a not inconsiderable sum to meet the costs of a wide range of preparations for his coming residency. In any case, my point is that it was during the course of this interview when I raised the question of the difficulty of recruiting suitable staff in these times that Mr. Faraday, after a moment's reflection, made his request of me, that I do my best to draw up a staff plan, some sort of servant's rota, as he put it, by which this house might be run on the present staff of four, that is to say, Mrs. Clements, the two young girls, and myself. This might, he appreciated, mean putting sections of the house under wraps, but would I bring all my experience and expertise to bear to ensure such losses were kept to a minimum? Recalling a time when I had had a staff of seventeen under me, and knowing how not so long ago a staff of twenty-eight had been employed here at Darlington Hall, the idea of devising a staff plan by which the same house would be run on a staff of four seemed, to say the least,